everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking. We are on a Saturday today because of Super Bowl Sunday on Sunday, and uh, I didn't want to have to battle the crowd there. And at first, I thought we were going to have a, uh, a Super Bowl party I was going to go to, and then that kind of fell through because of uh, owners had their house uh, remodeled. And so anyway, um, I'm not in my usual uh, background here. I'm in a motel in Wisconsin. Uh, my wife and I decided to just take a little vacation and uh, hit hit the, the road to Wisconsin. So anyway, that is where we're at today. But we have the one and only Lacey Starr. And Lacey, you, um, you're not from around these parts. No, I'm not. I'm from the UK, as you can tell, I guess. The yeah. accent gives it away. Yeah, you don't have that upper Midwest accent. Joey, uh, let's, let's hear you talk once you don't have an upper Midwest accent either. No, I don't, Patrick. No. Um, g'day, Lacey, and g'day, Patrick, and g'day yeah. to everybody here. Uh, yeah, Joey's from Australia. and uh, I could tell. The cool thing is Joey's going to be coming to Exotica, and we just can't wait. I mean, there are just people in line to meet him. And anyway, uh, yeah, fun time. And I tell you, Joey, you're going to really do it up right when you come to America. Uh, you're going to be going several places and meeting a lot of people. Yes, I am. Apparently, um, um, after this Zoom session, I have to go back to the travel agent and just confirm all my details. But uh, yeah, I'm a little bit excited, but I'm a little bit nervous. Um, just make, I just want to make sure everything is, especially with the COVID, I have to really make sure everything is up to date with documentation, my COVID test results, my booster shots, everything. So it's going to be, it's going to be a bit of a nightmare, but as soon as I actually arrive and land, it should be a smooth run. Cross fingers. I think so. All right. Good enough. Well, Lacey is our star we're talking to today. And Lacey, it is just so great to have you. You were uh, being you. kind of a naughty little girl on our Facebook page, and, and uh, but it was welcomed by all of us. I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg really cares, but anyway, uh, but uh, let's talk about you and, and let's just give a, give me about a two minute thumbnail of what brought you to this point in our, our meeting. Oh, wow. Wow, Patrick. Thank you for inviting me, first of all. Um, excuse me if I might be kind of not quite on top of everything. It is one in the morning here in the UK, so um, <laughs> unusual for me to be up at this time. But uh, lovely to meet you all, and um, just quick recap, uh, I guess, I started in this industry, well, in the adult industry, um, about, oh, coming up for 10 years ago now, it's 2013, I had no kind of desire or drive to, to get into the adult industry, it just kind of evolved, it happened, uh, I found I loved it, enjoyed it. People seemed to like me, so I just went with it. <laughs> I started filming, producing my own stuff very early on, and um, developed my brand. And um, here I am on many platforms and <laughs> out there, as it were. So, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. And um, kind of unusual for, you know, for my late joining of this industry most people join about 18 but I'm kind of started in my 50s and um, just kind of did my own thing uh, had a lot of fun and um, here I am <laughs> well that's the way to go I mean um, there's no crime in starting late as long as you start that's what I've always been told so <laughs> what, um, what sort of venues do you have in England that you can uh, perform for or be at or how is it perceived over there compared to here? Hmm, good question. Kind of venues in terms of platforms, do you mean? Well, I mean, in, in America anymore, it seems like porn is kind of mainstream. Oh, now there's a porn star on TV again. No big deal. You know, Ron Jeremy kind of opened that. Stormy Daniels kind of opened up yeah. that with uh, yeah. with her deal. So, I mean, yeah, I saw a porn star the other day and someone says, Okay, you know, uh, but anyway, how is how is it perceived in England if somebody you know is outed um, or identified or whatever? I think because we're we're so much smaller and there's you know there's less porn stars, I guess. Um, 
it is a bit more of a thing. Um, I do get recognised in, you know, supermarkets or tube stations or wherever, which is a bit a bit strange for me. Um, but we don't have any uh, TV uh, stations that do porn. We did have Television X, but that's gone now. So we don't actually have porn on TV. So you'd have to go to Pornhub or one of the tube sites. Um, all my stuff is on my website, so lacystar.com. That's where you'd find everything of mine. Um, and, and I guess um, in the UK, I'm sure the same in, in the States is OnlyFans is the, everybody is on OnlyFans, everybody. Um, so that kind of normalizes everything a little bit. You know, you know, everybody's got an OnlyFans account. So um, being a porn star, you know, a teacher, a nurse, whatever, it doesn't matter. You're on, you're on OnlyFans and you're, you're um, delivering your exclusive, you know, stuff to your fans, which great. is great. So, so when you're recognizing the grocery store, let's say, what happens then? <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because um, I just want to get my shopping, you know. <laughs> I don't want somebody getting their phone and showing me, is this you? Is this, is this you on my phone? I know you. And I'm going, no, I don't know you. I just need to get my milk and my bread and go home. Um, so it is uncomfortable. And if I'm out with family or whatever and somebody stops me, says, oh, you look so much better in real life. I go, uh, excuse me, I don't know you. <laughs> so it, it's not, you know, it, I don't find it comfy, but there is kind of something quite nice that, that people will approach me and, and kind of say hi. That's, are, there, are there venues like... Um adult entertainment uh, expos or exoticas or or uh, conventions or anything over there at all? Not at the moment. No, we don't have anything. <laughs> you know, I I was I would come over to, to Vegas to do AVN or Berlin Expos or whatever before all the travel got <laughs> closed down. Uh, every year I was traveling to the States two or three times or whatever to do these different conventions but um in the uk we, they all seem to have dried up for some reason so we don't have even the um industry award shows and parties um so we're a little bit you know we're a little bit kind of lost in the sense in the sense of being able to be together and to perform and, and network etc so um Hopefully that will change soon. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's too bad because uh, it, it's a great venue for stars like yourself or others to come to get like-minded people, they call yes. it. And, uh, exactly, to meet everybody. And yes, I totally agree. Um, and I do kind of miss, I used to absolutely love the AVN and meeting everybody or experts and that, that those, those times are really nice to meet everybody. Um, I do miss that. But, um, you know, slowly I'm sure things will start up again and we can, we can get yeah, back to it. So. Yeah, hope so. Uh, Cartrell is with us. Cartrell, how are you doing tonight? Okay. Who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl tomorrow? Uh, I'm not really a sports guy, to be honest with you. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, question for Lucky uh, Lacey Starr. Yeah, um, how is the censorship in the UK? Because I know in the 80s and the 90s, like the Thatcher administration came down hard on like mm. hardcore pornography and stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, and um, I think since the the tube sites have opened, like Pornhub basically opened the, the free porn, that kind of thing, um, things have been relaxed more. Um, I mean, we still get the government saying you've got to age verification, you've got to make sure nobody, you know, um, under the age of 18 can see your site, etc. Which, of course, you know, adults in the adult industry don't want anybody under 18 looking anyway. So we're going to make sure of that before they tell us to. Um, but yeah, I think I think things are a lot more relaxed, definitely. It's, it's a funny uh, kind of balance because... You know, I've mentioned OnlyFans. It's kind of 
normalized a lot of stuff um but um now everything well not everything but now there's a lot of free porn out there it means producers like myself who who spend a lot of money producing you know um porn it goes out there free quite often um so you have to work doubly hard to kind of earn anything whereas when there was the, t the time you were talking about Thatcher etc um the value would go up because you couldn't get it or it was you know under the counter and everything so there's that balance isn't there um now kids are growing up with free porn and they they kind of think well we don't have to pay for it you know it should be free <laughs> so yeah there's a there's a there's a balance there um it's it's much better obviously not to be forever you know hiding and you know being being worried about being closed down etc um but yeah the other side is that everything's kind of free and out there right um does that, does that answer your question oh yeah, yeah good okay. um i'm just stunned that they don't have uh <clears throat> any sort of conventions right did they ever have conventions in england or just not now? we have had yeah we have had um sex sex biz or whatever it was called i can't remember um we have had a few but they not received that happily by you know the authorities etc so it they make it very difficult for um a purely adult convention to happen okay. um yeah some a few have tried um, i think there's an is the australian um what was it called um uh, was it sex ed or something like that sexpo sexpo thank you yes sexpo yes we, we do we have that yeah um we we had it once in london um and it was really really good i remember going mm. there with my little stall with my photographs signing <laughs> <lining laughs> photographs and um you know dvds or whatever and it was really 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 good it was really good fun but the following year they were they would you know weren't allowed to do this that and the other so yeah we haven't had it since which is a shame okay well casey scott is with us i've had the privilege casey got on an hour <laughs> early because we were kind of mixed up on time zones very early <laughs> anyway <laughs> He spent a whole hour talking about porn. <laughs> uh, not talked out. No. <laughs> not talked out. Well, Casey, yes. your comment for Lacey. Yes. Well, first of all, thank you for being here. I know it's late your time, and I appreciate you being here and, and talking with us today. Yeah. Well, so when I think of the UK and um, adult entertainment, I always think of, like, Mary Millington. Oh, yeah. And, who I'm obsessed with and RIP. So it, it's interesting because seeing the adult film industry in the UK be so active now, it made me think back and, and think, well, I can't even think of any adult films or videos before the new millennium. So um, on your way, so before you joined the industry in 2013, mm -hmm. were did you have access to adult entertainment that wasn't web-based? I mean, were there, you know, VHS and DVDs? Are those accessible in the UK? I, th I think they were, if you knew okay. where to find them. Okay. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Okay. I think that was, that's been the case for, through those, those years. Um, right. To be honest, I, I didn't look, I didn't watch a lot of porn before I. Okay came into it right um so, so i was a little bit like oh this is what's all this about you know this is quite <laughs> um and then just started creating my own um but i you know i agree mary millington uh, absolute mm -hmm. star and yeah you know talking about um you know the the rules and the regs are around the time that she was around the amount of times oh. that the, the police kind of raided her store and oh, you yes. know to what what a woman to be kind of really standing up yeah. uh, and really brave for all of us who've gone 
you know, since. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, because she owned her, she owned that, she owned, I think, more than one store. So, I mean, she was really invested in the industry as not just someone making movies, but someone actually trying to bring sex, sexual materials to people, which is yeah, unheard of. Definitely. Yeah. And, she, and her sex shop was opposite the police station. She yes. opened it. She opened it the other side of the street. I mean, yeah. how ballsy is that? That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Yes, sir. And she would be in there in just underwear and, mm -hmm. you know, fully, you know, bold and like, you know, this, I'm not doing anything wrong. You just mm -hmm. got a weird way of thinking about this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's, and that is, I mean, and that is really, that's, and that's why it's interesting because she's the last woman that I can think of who was mm. involved with pornography in the UK. And so that's why um, I read your bio on your site where it said you just kind of found yourself in, in the garden of a producer's uh, home doing adult in 2013. And I was like, wow, what? And it's interesting because there isn't a lot of documentation or writing about how do you get from Mary Millington to shooting in a producer's garden in 2013, especially because a lot of British producers at that time like John Lindsay, they would go over to the continent to shoot yeah. their stuff and then bring it back or redistribute it out of, like, Denmark. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Inter it is interesting because I think I came in at a time where there was a bit of a change. So um, I just started filming mm -hmm. um, my own stuff and putting it on, you know, little sites. Like, I think... Um, adult work, um, I think clips for sale, you know, sites just just very low-key. Low um, mm -hmm. And there weren't a lot of people to ask or find out, how do you do this? Right. But it, there was a change, whereas I, I was able to just film, produce, and then put these little clips out. Uh, and I think at the time, not many people were doing that individually. It was, right. we had the time of the big studios like mm -hmm. Bluebird and, you know, where um, you would have the producers who would, you know, um, have the girls on a monthly, you know, contract. Mm, okay. And so it went from there when they closed down um, to really you know, who's now producing? Because they were finding it was too expensive to run those big studios and have all mm -hmm. these lots of girls kind of. So um, that's when I think I kind of came under the radar a little bit mm -hmm. and found this little niche space. And and since then, a lot a lot of people have found that actually it's quite easy. You, you kind of get a camera and you do it and you put it out there. Mm -hmm. um, and now everybody is their own producer. <laughs> Again, I don't want to keep on about the OnlyFans, but everybody, especially in the lockdown, um, right. the industry, it kind of blossomed by kind of millions because right. everyone was their own producer in their bedroom. Right. <laughs> During right. You're right. So exactly. It's gone from, you know, the Mary Millington time when there were just a couple of big studios mm -hmm. doing that to now everyone with a camera phone <laughs> in a bedroom. Yeah. And I have my own opinions about that state of affairs. Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, that's, it's gone from one to a completely opposite of the pendulum. It's one like that. So. Right. Well, looking at your, at your con, at your content that you create, it does, it looks so professionally done. It's not just that you have, a camera phone like no i can tell that you put a lot of care and effort into delivering very high quality content for your fans and admirers so thank you, thank you so much for putting in that time and effort because not everyone does so thank you so much it's so yeah. it's so lovely to hear that somebody kind of sees that because there is yeah. so much out there uh, now and i do have my own studio which was kind mm -hmm. of built for me um, so purpose-built, yeah. and I have, you know, my videographers, and we make sure the level is high, because mm -hmm. why wouldn't you? If you're going to do it, do right. it well. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's well, and that's, that's, and that's great. That's so great to hear. Yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's clear that you take pride in what you do.
And that's, I think that's an important thing. If you're going to be successful and have longevity in the industry and develop a fan base, you have to be proud of what you do. And so that really comes across um, in your work and seeing you here today. So thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Well, maybe um, uh, I was going to say, maybe Casey and I might remember a, uh, another British star who was a little older that did make quite a name for herself, a Kay Parker. Yes. Yes, that's true. And then also there is an actress who now is back over in the UK named Paula Meadows who um, did work for Lassa Brown and, um, and, and Henri Pichard in New York. And then she came back. I think she's a sculptress now, but she does erotic erotic sculpture now um and she's kind of considers of a sexual healer sort of like kay parker um yeah and yeah i contacted her for an interview and she said those days are behind me thank you for your interest but i'm very that was one path and now i'm on another one as far as sexual expression and things and i was like that's i couldn't i couldn't ask for a better response she was very gracious and so okay or uh uh paula meadows okay okay yeah paula yeah very very interesting woman Kay did our show here all oh, by a year ago, I suppose. So yeah, she had a fun time. Just couldn't believe the outpouring of respect and love and caring, and it just wasn't how many guys did you fuck, you know, that type of thing. You know, it was it was a, a done with a very nice respect, and that's uh, that's great too. Hey, Wayne is with us. I was on Wayne's podcast on Wednesday. He was probably the lowest rating they ever had. Oh no, 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 no! I'm still getting comments about that show, sir. <laughs> they, they want you back. They have questions. Sure. They have sure. questions. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Wayne, do you have a question or comment for Lacey? I do. I, I do appreciate you taking the time coming in the show late Thank this time. Know. It must be overseas. Got what, six plus hours, right? Um, but as a content producer, how do you overcome the um, flood of low-value content that people sort of flood the market with versus the time, the effort, the expense it takes to put out quality stuff. I'd be really good to hear more information about that, ma'am. Oh, thank you for that question, Wayne. It's, it's, it is a little bit of a bugbear of mine because, you know, I kind of do try and um, bring the level up as high as possible, and it does take a lot of time and money and, you know, um, editors are seeing you know 10 or 20 hours sometimes for one one scene to make sure everything is is really good so the the i think oh i'm going to sound like a broken record here when i get i love only fans it's not that i'm against it and you know if you haven't joined my only fans please do but um it has encouraged um, the very, very easy way of producing some content that people will buy very quickly. Um, and when you have a camera phone and you can, you can just message somebody on Twitter and say, hey, babe, do you want a collab? And then two people get together in a hotel room with a camera phone. That's, that's what's happening more and more. Um, and what I found as a producer is that when I invite people into the studio to work with me or, or, or people say, oh, I'm a porn star, can I work with you, Lacey? And I say, yes, absolutely, come to my studio. They get there and the, the lights and the, the camera and the set and please can you make sure you kind of go like that so the camera can see you and you just turned your back, can you turn around, <laughs> those kind of things. They fail immediately because they're not used to having a discipline they've not learned the craft because it is it is a you know it is a kind of a craft it's a skill to know how to show the camera what the audience wants to see um so it is it it's a frustration um and i could tell by the way you 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 said the question that it it is it is something that we're recognizing that there is a, a lot of kind of very low quality stuff out there but i think it it has become so very easy to to record and sell something that isn't of a high quality 
because you've got your your fans who will because it's exclusive will buy anything almost i don't like to say that because i think i think fans should be treated with respect and being given the highest quality you can but i i think in america they call it dollar general store do they <laughs> it's a discount store you just you go in and you you buy something for two bucks and it'll probably break and in a week or two but that's just the quality you get and, and Wayne's right. Right. i think in the uk it's called uh, like a pick and mix that kind of thing yeah 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 so so there have been times over the last i suppose year or so where i've been so frustrated at the level of um performance i guess is what i say from from people who who's who say they're they're you know a porn star they're in the industry but can't actually perform in a professional setting um and at times it's made me go oh shall i just stop doing this because where are all the actual you know studs where's all the girls who know the angles and know how to you know so i don't know maybe we're going through a phase and maybe you know the it'll kind of will come out the other end and people will have learnt or a lot of people have dropped away who really shouldn't be there in the first place. It is an opportunity for you to go and teach these skill sets that people don't know. But they'd like to know, but they don't know where to get the training. You, know, you can't look up the old pages and say, I can teach you okay. things that don't exist. Even the legitimate acting classes are on here are few and far between. True. Well, yeah, it's very, tr very true. And I and I could do that. And I have kind of wondered whether to do that with the with the studio and be able to kind of um, offer days where you can kind of come and try out and, and learn some skills. Um, yeah, <laughs> it certainly would be. I would I would see that as worthwhile thing to do. Um, you get charged for them. You know, you get charged for the stuff. You charge for the education, right? You can teach them how to do. You could teach them how to do whatever, right? Present themselves with the camera. Have someone else come in and teach them how to do social media, so they can get the stuff out there and get noticed, right? Mm -hmm. Get someone else come in there. This is how you do web page. All the basics. Do it for a weekend and charge it for the privilege. Make some money. That's that's a very good point. Yes. Thank very, you. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. I, <laughs> I I have offered what I call a stud trial. So, because I get many, many requests of people, can I come and film with you, Lacey? I'd love to be in the industry. So I say, okay, well, go and get yourself tested first, and then <laughs> come and see me, and I'll take you through a stud trial, which is basically I'll put you through a scene and see how you do. Um, I'll interview you first, and then we'll go and do a scene. And it's had kind of a mixed um success i've had a few really good you know people come along and do really well and others that have just completely failed i had one guy who actually ran away who <laughs> me, me and an, another performer <coughs> we were sitting in in the little dungeon i've got in my studio and we'd done the interview with him and he'd come in and he'd done a little bit of filming and then he said oh just excuse me can i just can i just go out and have a minute you know, I just need to sort myself out. Yeah, fine. He went, he went out, collected his clothes, and ran. And me and the girl were still sitting in the in the dungeon, waiting for him to come back to finish the scene. And um, I don't know whether we scared him off or something, but <laughs> so so yeah. There's there's clearly the fantasy of being able to do it, and then the reality of being in the studio. And being okay because all the focus is on the guy. The girl gets gets off lightly where it comes to you know the focus is on the guy and it's very obvious if he's not performing. <laughs> so I do I do I never see that as an easy job. Um, the, the the stud has a very difficult job, um, but there's that kind of balance of oh yeah I can do it I can do it and then actually well come on then <laughs> I'll, give anybody, I'll give anybody a try any of you guys here today come to my <laughs> studio 
I'll give you a stud trial. Come and sign up. I'm and on I'll, all the I'm advice platforms to put your things on, where to where you can sell it, what you know, how to do. I'll give you all that as well. Oh, I nominate Joey. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> Joey. <laughs> Joey, hey, you have a question or comment for Lacey? Um, yes, I do. Um, how you going, Lacey? How are you? And thank you for being up at what would be about half past one in the morning over there now. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's well, half past 12 over here? Half past two. Half past 12. Is it? Midday. Yeah, in the afternoon. It's um, Sunday over here. Yeah, he's 26 hours ahead. Mm, yeah, well, down under it's a bit different over here at the moment, so, wow. yeah. Um, good question. I've got a few in my head, but I'll just give you one at the moment. Um, compared to the States and uh, – oh, no, that's another question, sorry. Um, what do you find more enjoyable, actually being behind the camera or in front of the camera? Hmm. I would have to say in front. If, okay. I would have to say, yeah, I would definitely have to say in front of the camera is is great fun um but being behind the camera has its a different set of you know enjoyment and satisfaction because a kind of having been in front you know when you've got the camera where to point it where you know how mm. etc so yeah but i i still for me still the performing mm. is more enjoyable yeah now i thought being okay being in front of course you have all the you know the fun and the adventures but for being behind, you might actually like the, how I say it nicely the tricks of the trades of like learning more what goes on. It's not just like a point action. It's like there's more to it that meets the eye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, I, I think if you have been in front of the camera when you're behind it, you do have a lot of more empathy for the performers. And um, you you kind of do know, like I say, where where to point it, when to pull back, when to kind of go into close, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and and also you end up being doing a bit of direction because you're watching and you can go, oh, can you just like yeah start in the middle and then do that or <laughs> whatever it is. You know? I was gonna say you probably get so upset behind the camera, you probably part the language, you probably get the shits like you know cut. Let me get there. Let me show you how to do it. You know, I don't know. It probably gets that, that extreme. So, but also there's another question too. Compare from the, because our industry here in Australia is up and down at the moment. You can do this, but you can't promote it. And it's just really weird. Um, from the US and the UK, uh, work-wise, because um, even you told me like it's very difficult in the UK to promote it. And you, of course, you've been to the States, if you see yourself. Um uh, how is in the work structure and how would you find it's, how um, I say it, I'm trying to get the right words here, um, not the helpfulness, but like the work, the conditions compared to the UK and the US, very similar or completely different? Conditions for for filming, producing? Filming, or? yes. Mm, yeah, compare from UK to US, yes. It's a, it's, they're worlds apart because mm. of the vastness of the states and this tiny little country we have here. Um, so I think um, it's, like I say, it's, it's easy to pick up a camera and produce. Yes. Um, and it, there are there are a lot of platforms out there now where you can put your stuff. So that that bit is easy, and I'm sure that compares similarly to to the states. Um, I guess the the conditions, the you know, being able to get yourself tested. Um, you know, obviously we all get tested every twenty eight twenty eight days in the in the UK. I think it's shorter in the states, or it used to be. Yes. yes. 14, is it, or something? I think it's 14. As far as I remember, Casey, is that true? Is it 14 days in the States? I think it is 14 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We still we still go with 28 days. Our tests mm. are, you know, particularly good, and we, we, we are very lucky to have the NHS, so we can go and get them free 
as long as we do it every 28 days. So there's that kind of, but um, so all that is easy. We're well, well supported um, in that way for health and um, mental health, etc. Um, the only difficulty, I think, the only difference is obviously we don't have as many reliable performers as you guys do have in the States. Um, male performers, we, we have maybe five, six, less than ten. Oh, um, wow. It, the, I would kind of say are very reliable studs that will kind of come. Um, and, of course, they go into Europe. Uh, they'll go to the States, but mainly into Europe to, to work as well. Uh, so that that is would be, I think, the, the difference. Whereas mm. I think possibly, um, yeah. I don't know for sure, but I'm, I'm assuming in the States there's many, yeah. many more. Because I, I always wonder, like, if it, it was very difficult in, in the UK to pursue your career in the industry, like, the point, you know, I'll bother this, I'm going to pack my bags, I'm going to move to the States and try mm. to make a name for my... Um, that would be my... To make my give my name a, a huge platform, but um, it's, it's like I said, like you mentioned before, and even Casey mentioned, even Wayne mentioned too. Like it's a bit of a shame how I don't because I think the government steps in too much politically when it comes to that. Which I don't understand why. It's a bit of a shame, but it really is. And like, but you, come on, you've got the balls to pursue your career and all that, and I, I um, applaud you for that. I really do. I really do. So it's a shame it's not a, a larger scale over there, which I do feel sorry for you, all you guys over there. I really do. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I think um, I think being a smaller country, obviously, you're going to have um, you you end up being slightly bigger fish in a smaller pond, which is kind of quite nice. Um, you know, especially in my niche, I was able to kind of because I, I followed the, the, the road that I enjoyed, which was older woman, younger male, older woman, younger female. So I did that and became one of very few doing that. So mm. those are the benefits of being in a smaller, a smaller pond. You, you, you get known faster. Faster. Yeah. So that's, a, that's one, one good thing. Um, but in terms of the government, they, they kind of blow hot and cold. You know, one, one time they had this kind of group that would check out, is everybody making sure that nobody under the age of 18 can look at your stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, and then they gave up on it. And um, at the moment, it's, it's quite easy. Uh, we don't get much trouble. But the thing that is, that is difficult is the finance side of it. Because... You could you in the UK, and I don't, I don't know if it's the same elsewhere. If you put down that you are, you earn money from the adult industry, the banks will not let you have an account with them, which oh. is ridiculous. But it's very true, and it's it it seems to be part of the old kind of oh this is you know uh, what do they call it. Um, unreputable earnings or something like that you know you're all terrible people to have earned money in that way um so and even even things like paypal you can't be an adult we had the same issue with only fans we did about six months ago um they put out a law if you use your credit card uh they found out what you're spending on they will put a ban on it so so you cannot spend your money on this site it's like why because we understand it's adult content. It's like, well, hang on a second. It's my money, yeah. my income. You're telling me where to spend it? And, like, it was a big heart. It was hundreds of thousands of people decided to pull out of OnlyFans. It was, it was way – I was about six months ago, and they realized how much the business of OnlyFans dropped. Yeah. So about a week or two later, they started to change their mind. It was like, oh, okay. It's like you see how money speaks a lot of languages in that, in that field. And it's like, apparently, yeah. so you – Typical bastards, you know. It's like you're there to make money and help the content creator. It's none of your business where I spend my money or how you create. It, it, it's very true. And it's, it's a crazy kind of, you kind of think, well, a lot of money goes around in the adult industry. 
and mm. yet we're all trying to pretend we're not working in the adult industry in order to be, you know, pay our taxes, to, you know, get accountants, make sure we, we're doing everything we, sh we should legally, you know, for earnings. And yet you're having to pretend you're, I don't know, a therapist or this or that. <laughs> and you can't pay. You're actually working in the adult industry or else they just wouldn't have you, you know, big, all the big banks. And I think, is it MasterCard was the problem with OnlyFans? Yes. Yes, it was MasterCard and Visa card. They put yeah. a big block on them, which yeah. I thought, when I first found out, I thought someone was trying to, um, it was a scam trying to break into my credit card, but it wasn't. It was like, and I had to read, I had to cancel my credit card, purchase another one, and it still happened. It was like, then when I got an email from my OnlyFans, it was like, and everyone put a complaint. It wasn't just Australia, it was globally. And yeah. they realized how much money they were losing. So it's like, okay, we're going to redirect and we're going to, we're going, to, we're going to go back to the way it was. Yes. I don't know what they were trying to prove in the first place. I had no idea. Trying to show like we are a good Samaritan is like. It, yeah. It, MasterCard, wasn't it? When, because I guess um, OnlyFans became so big, they were earning so much money that MasterCard decided they're not going to, they don't want anything to do with the adult industry. Um, so they were going to close that part of OnlyFans down which is basically we made them what they are. Uh, exactly. And now because of the more mainstream people are earning them a lot of money, they were going to go, no, we don't want any any adult stuff, nothing explicit, da-da-da. And that did last for, I guess, a month or something, and everybody was going, oh, my God, what are we going to do? No, um, but, yeah, it's it's the payment providers. Are, they're the people who make it very difficult for um, us to kind of, you know, what what payment provider do we put on our website or on our mm, correct one that just won't accept adult? And again, it just seems a little bit Dickensian, a little bit kind of very old fashioned. I mean, you're I nodding. Um, recently, it's come out that some of these sites have a lot of nasty business going on with human trafficking, especially human sex trafficking. So there's big dump on the credit card companies because that's how people funnel the money through to do something oh. about it, right? Then think clearly what was going on. There's not much they can do. That's an easy solution to say we're doing something, right, without really doing anything. Yeah, that's what it came about, yeah. pure and simple. And we should expect more of it because, sad to say, human sex trafficking is growing by leaps and bounds. And I'm currently writing a book on the mafia and pornography. And it's far more worse than anybody in this room can ever think about it being in a million years. I hate to say that. I'll move, move, move myself now by this side. I should try to, you know, give us some input and stuff. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There, there are seven people. There are seven people in this room, and two people think that Joey needs to go to England and just uh, be a porn star. What? Yeah. <laughs> There's seven people in this room, and in the chat box down below, two people right. say, Joey needs to go to England and be a porn star. No, Lacey, I'm, I'm just a fan, huh? That's all. I'm just a fan. It's for the good of the business, Joey. It's for the good of the business. Take one for the team, I, Joey. I'll do anything to help out for the team, but please don't get me in front of the camera. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm just a shy country boy. I'm not like that. <laughs> Anyway, Alex, right. is gonna, Alex is laughing his ass off because he's the one okay. that first did it. So no good. worries. But listen, thank you so much for your time, Lacey, and being up so late. And thank you, Patrick, for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Alex is with us. Alex, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing pretty decently. Good. But yeah, just a fan for now. For now. It's... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Lacey, you were talking about um, possibly doing some sort of a seminar about, like, how to get into the adult industry or whatever. I was thinking you could call it Master Ass. Ma master what? Master Ass. Or since you're British, it'd be Master Arse. Arse, right? Oh, Arse. Yeah. Master Arse. I see what you're saying. Not Master Ass. Master Arse. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Anyway, um, since you do a lot of um, OnlyFans and whatnot, I was wondering, what is the uh, most interesting uh, request that you've gotten for, like, um, you know, commissioned content? 
Oh, <laughs> I do get lots of kind of interesting ones. Very much. Um, I did a, I did a, because I do um, custom videos. So, you know, just little videos of whatever somebody wants, normally their, their fantasies. And I did one recently for sneezing. So I had to cough and sneeze um, loudly and blow my nose. And just all I wore was a big jumper and sneeze um, for five minutes. And they thought it was wonderful. They said I sounded really good sneezing. So I can see your faces are going, what? <laughs> uh, so COVID is a kink then? <laughs> anything no, a kink. One. Anything. I had somebody yesterday ask me, did I have a block of cheese? Because it's true. Because um, they had a fetish for cheese. And they wanted me to have the cheese and then they could, you know. And they, sh they sent me photos of, of them doing that. So I was like, oh, okay. Everybody, you know, we're all individuals and anything. I don't mind. I had a buddy that, was, that got into this weird rabbit hole called bread facing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. Okay. So he somehow got into it i'm not quite sure where he found it like tiktok or instagram there was this woman and she would take this loaf of bread and she would put her face on it and that was all it was and he just got into it it was weird i i don't know but that was like his thing for a while but yeah people are interesting but did did the face like did it make an imprint yeah basically it was like just once again just a, just a loaf of bread just like that just that's all it was she was wearing clothes everything just based onto bread just yeah that was it lovely lovely <laughs> awesome thank you <laughs> it's all kinds but you know if their credit card goes through what the hell exactly i'll i'll, I'll let my wife work with a block of cheese if, if the credit card payment goes through <laughs> Anyway, hey, next week, don't forget, we've got, um, now next week will be the 20th of uh, February, and we have two big things coming up. Uh, one is at 2 p.m. Pacific time, noon central, 11 o'clock Eastern, uh, the Cass Paley Celebration of Life. <clears throat> and I will put more uh, links in, in our page here. Um, now, I'm just the host of it, just the facilitator of the Zoom um, if you'd like to speak or know somebody wants to speak, uh, Luke Wilder will be the MC, and that's Luke, L-U-C, at LukeWilder.com. And so you can email uh, your speaking request uh, to them. <clears throat> uh, we'll probably get on a half hour early. He's made a 10-minute a video. We're just going to loop about three times about pictures and a little bit about this and a little bit about that uh, of his career. So um, that comes up next uh, Sunday the 20th. At night, then, uh, our Zoom show <clears throat> is going to be with Siren Demir, and uh, Siren is going to be with us, and I can't wait for that because I think we've been Facebook friends for quite a while, and I just finally, uh, I'm, you know, surprisingly, I'm quite booked uh, on shows, so I'm booked through um, the first weekend in April, <clears throat> and then we do two Exotica shows, a preview, and then the post uh, wrap up from the bar at Exotica uh, downstairs in the hotel. And so um, pretty, pretty booked up with uh, shows. So that's a good thing. We had a great show last week with, <clears throat> excuse me, Air Force Amy. And that was fun too. So again, don't forget next week, we have two events, uh, the Cass Paley uh, Memorial or Celebration of Life and then Siren Demir. So anyway, let's swing things back to Cartrell and see if uh, Cartrell has another question as we can uh, round out our hour here with us. Again, we certainly like uh, to uh, thank Lacey Starr for being with us. It's quite late over there. And uh, Car before I ask, ask Cartrell to share, what I want to do is <clears throat> if, if Lacey got in it in around 2013, when was the tipping point from 2013 to 
you could quit all your jobs or your job and just do this. Or maybe you haven't. I don't know if you work nine to five somewhere or if you've quit everything just to do this. What was the tipping point or where was that at? I, strangely enough, in 2013, I was um, teaching in a, a school for um, kids with kind of, you know, difficult, difficult kids. They, they call them um, challenging, challenging behavior, but they're just kids that are angry and have a good reason to be angry with life. Um, so I was working there and I kept getting beaten up and, you know, I, I was there as a therapist and a teacher and I got punched in the face by a young girl and I kind of, you know, it was things that, that were happening and I, I hadn't got the support of the school. So I was like, you know what, I've had enough. This is not a job for me. You know, maybe younger people can manage this better. I was like, oh, yeah. So I stopped doing that, and it was the summer break, and that's when I started doing the, you know, the, the filming started. So I literally didn't go back to work. So I, I never had a job to, you know, to not take on. I just kind of okay. got into it and carried on. So. Okay, all right. Well, I didn't know if you, you worked at the hardware store or wherever you worked and, and you did this part-time, or if this was your full-time gig, and it sounds like, boy, you jumped in with both feet forward in I, 2013. I, de I definitely did. I mean, I'm a trained psychotherapist, and I did some kind of therapy, sex therapy, you know, that kind of thing. So I did have a few things, few kind of strings to my bow. But in terms of adult stuff, I did jump in and uh, just went to Sure. All right. Cartrell, question for uh, Lacey wrap things up. Um, yeah, what upcoming what upcoming projects do you have, Miss um, Lacey? Thank you, Katra. Um, I have ongoing projects all the time. So I I have um, as I said, I have my website LaceyStar.com, which I need to feed every month. So I need you know new new um, content every week for that so I'm always looking to do uh, new shoots new people um, and I think you know I just kind of take each season as it comes uh, and come up with ideas and um, just keep filming um, so there's no kind of individual projects although I do think oh he's gone now but the idea of you know, maybe doing some kind of experience days or days in the studio where, you know, people can come and talk and learn about performing might be something that I might get, get on with and do. Um, yeah, I think um, utilising the studio more since the, the years of lockdown where it's all gone very quiet you know, getting people back into the studio is, is one of my projects as well. So offering days for amateur photographers to come in and, you know, have a model or two models for them to, to um, you know, try their skills out, that, that kind of thing. I'm thinking maybe the dungeon needs to kind of have a bit of, I don't know, more interesting things put in it and um, bring people in. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, uh, Casey, uh, I think if she's talking about the five or six guys, it'll be just like uh, Ron Jeremy and uh, uh, Peter North and Tom Byron sure. and Richard Savage and, you know, the, sure. the same five guys. Yes. Which, but I, but like as a, well, I guess also as a, as a producer on your end, Lacey, but then as a viewer on my end, it's like it can get it can get exhausting seeing the same guys so it's kind of frustrating that there isn't more of a more of a stable available of of guys so i was going to ask are there men um are there men that come over from the continent so maybe from like france or germany i know that there are some there there are some healthy um adult industries in those countries as well yeah i think yeah yeah, we do occasionally have um, people from Europe come over. 
mm-hmm. uh, to you know have a have a a kind of a tour and um, work with as many people as possible, um, mm-hmm. or occasionally the the, the states. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think that's where I've, and I hope the content hasn't become too exhausting to watch. Um, because, of course, yeah, yeah. Because I do try and find new people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where earlier I might have said, oh, well, it's frustrating sometimes because mm-hmm. if you get two or three new people in, in a week and mm-hmm. you're getting not great content when you've, you've all spent the day there and the videographer's being paid and this is being paid right. and then you, yeah. get, you don't get good content, mm-hmm. it is really frustrating. But I guess you've got to keep on trying because, you know, Next week you might get a, a gem. Yeah. So, yeah. It I is just, one of the things you have yeah. to keep yourself out there. You know, yes, come and come and shoot. We'll, we'll, you know, have everything available for you. Please be, you know, please be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's see. Well, because yeah, the the idea that people aren't that there are performers who aren't familiar with the professional setting. It does kind of speak into this idea, I think, because of the, the proliferation of OnlyFans, where it's like, well, it's just a camera phone, and, like, I'm good at sex, like, without a camera, so it's just, we'll just be having sex, and it'll be, like, an hour. It's like, that's that's not how movies are made. Like, this is an actual project. And so I can understand how there would be kind of that, that sort of, like, shock during the headlights. Like, oh, this is an actual thing. Um, yeah. But I think that's good, because then it does it's frustrating when they show up and everything's ready to go and they're not ready. But then it also, I would hope would eventually weed out people that aren't going to take it as seriously as you do, aren't as dedicated to giving, to giving so much of themselves over such a long period of time and being able to do that over a long period of time too. That's kind of the, the real yeah. problem. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think they can do it. But I, th- I was told once by Pascal White, I don't know if you're any aware of Pascal. Yeah. Pascal mm-hmm. He told me very early on in, in my uh, career, he said, there's only 3% of males that can do this. Mm-hmm. That's a tiny, tiny percent mm-hmm. that can, you know, stay hard, can come on command, that can have the focus in their head that this is work, this I need to do this for the camera, I need to do that. Okay, you need me to come? Right, I'm coming. You know, mm-hmm. that is a really difficult thing, and I'm fully aware of how much that is asking from somebody mm-hmm. yeah. in something that is so normally so intimate and so kind of private to, the, to then take that into a setting where it's work and it's you've got to do it this way and that way it's not comfortable it's not right. normal sex and people right. i've had people in this you know um during a, a stud trial can we just do normal sex mm-hmm. i say this is not it's not normal if you're creating a fantasy that's yeah it's not going to be normal yeah there's, there's three cameras on you this is not normal and um, so yeah it is it's so i i fully appreciate what goes into it and, and how you've got to have a really your head has got to be really in the zone yeah yeah well, I, I think that, I think as you keep trying to find the gems <laughs> right well I think that's why people like Ron Jeremy and Eric Edwards in the American industry they they did it for you know 30 years because and they and you would they would there would be this question with viewers like me it's like why can't they find new people it's like because there aren't guys like them. That's the problem. <laughs> they come they come to the industry and they hang around for a bit and then leave because they can't keep doing it or they can't do it at all. So that that constant search for these unicorns <laughs> has got to be frustrating. Yeah. But... They want a relationship. Mm. And that doesn't often, you know, do well. Right. Uh, right. So there's a lot of reasons. Um, so it is really... Yeah, big up the guys who do it. Yes. We're yeah. very grateful. 
Uh, bless you for continuing the search. <laughs> I just talked to a guy who did it with you and Rita Daniels in uh, New York City one time, uh, Danny Black. I just talked to Danny and, and uh, he, I, I sent him a link a while back to go to join us and he's, he's busy flying all over. So anyway, but he, he says uh, a few years ago, I got to film with her in New York and Rita Daniels joined us, had a great time. So. It was, it was fantastic. I, I enjoyed that time very much. Risa Daniels was great, and he was great. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, Danny does not leave uh, uh, much dust under his heels, and he doesn't leave any money on the table. That's for sure. He's, uh, he's a hustler. He gets out there. So, anyway, Lacey, we thank you so much for being with us. I know this is probably really inconvenienced you being up so late, and, and um, you'll probably get a good night's sleep now. But we certainly thank you uh for stopping by. We thank you for being on our, our adult Facebook pages as well, too. It's always nice to see your smiling face. <laughs> we certainly thank appreciate you so that. Much. It's been such a pleasure talking to all of you. Thank you so much for your input, your interest, inviting me along. It's been great to talk to all of you. And again, this will be, uh, like I said, I'm on <clears throat> vacation out of town for a couple of days. We'll get this uploaded on Monday. And uh, I just discovered I'm on like, we're, this show is on like 14 different podcasts so if you type in lacy star plus podcast you're probably going to find it on some podcast um in its entirety to the, the the audio now you come back to jizztalking.com and you'll see this video and uh you can uh, i'll probably tweet it out as well at jizztalking on twitter as well so anyway again uh, lacy we thank you so much and we'll see everybody next week for the cast uh, paley memorial service and also next uh Sunday for the uh, Siren Demur uh, uh, chat as well. So again, thanks everybody for coming out. We'll see you next week.